welcome to week 16 of the PBWF Pie Bomb Wrestling Federation presented to you by the Pie Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher 24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast. Make sure that you give us some feedback on social media, follow us on social media, and of course, subscribe wherever you find your podcast because that is the only way that you're going to get the audio version of the PBWF. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. With me, as always, is of course the young buck, Mr. Andy York, leader of the Mayhem brand. And Andy, we're at another go home show. <laughs> What is in store, man? These are always, you just never know what's going to happen, right? You never know what's going to happen. I always feel like this show is always my longest show. Oh, yeah. So, like, th- like I, I'm going to need, I'm going to be pushing it for this one. So, I'm I'm very excited for it. But there for only having, spoiler, only having four matches right. on the pay-per-view card, there's still a lot of, of housekeeping that needs to be taken care of in this one episode alone. So, it's going to be very fun to quickly kind of go through these well i feel like we both do that too because not even if there was just a rumble but i feel like that the go home show is not only to build to this pay-per-view but to sort of set the scene for the next pay-per-view so for like a rivalry or a you know a match or something that you don't want on this pay-per-view but you're building towards the next pay-per-view the go home show is a perfect time to leave more questions than answers for that and like you I'm going to go long this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, buckle your seatbelts, folks. Yeah. We're going to be pushing time this week. You can't have two contract signings at the same time and not go long. So. Well, listen, <laughs> we know what's going to happen in the contract signings. You're going to have two, and then chaos is going to ensue. We know that. It's going to be the most cordial, professional contract signing of all time. Okay. All right. Place your bets on that one, go. ladies yeah, yeah, and gentlemen, yeah. because that... Regal's doing it. How could it not be? Oh, my gosh. Um, all right, man. Let's get to it. If you're... Again, if this is your first time, welcome in. This is our fantasy booking show. We do a current product show every Friday, so make sure that you tune into the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel for the video version, and of course, wherever you find your podcast and Sportswire Radio. That's where you can get the current product show every Tuesday. That's where you get the PBWF right here on Spotify, Apple Music, and all those other platforms. All right, Andy, let's get to it. Mayhem Brand is going first. We will put 30 minutes on the clock. And the floor is yours. All right. <laughs> the crack in the system. They pay me a villain. I'm back with a vengeance like I'm a god. I can't be defeated. I am the reason. I am the source. I got a legion. The battle is mine. The one to believe in. Break down the walls. Open the doors. It's hunting season. This is what I am. I'm causing mayhem. Heaven to hell. Freedom of jail. I will prevail. Cause the head of a snake. I'm in the field. Shopping the steel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to PBWF Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, 
joined by Pat McAfee, and we are just one week away from Let's Rumble, and tonight our main event is Kenny Omega versus John, uh, versus Finn Balor, John Cena's open challenge, and a battle royal to name the number one contender for the tag team championships, with the winner getting a shot at the titles later tonight. Ooh. But let's send it to the ring for our general manager, William Regal. Oh, jeez. And we cut to the ring, and Regal's in the ring, and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PBWF Mayhem. And we are proud to not only have one high-profile championship match at Let's Rumble, but two. Right now, we are partaking in not one, but two contract signings at the same time. As you can see, the ring is surrounded by security to make sure nothing crazy happens. So let's introduce our challengers. First, for the women's championship, Bailey. And Bailey is making her way out to the ring. She is focused. Remember last week, she got the upper hand, returning the favor on Becky Lynch by breaking the steel chair over her back and cutting the promo on her. She Security moves out of the way. She gets into the ring. And for the PBWF Championship, CM Punk. And this rivalry between Punk and Moxley has definitely heated up over the last couple of weeks. The two men have had to be separated multiple times from brawling all over the arena, all over the place. Punk gets in the ring. And now for our champions, the PBWF Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch is not coming out of the, the aisle way. We don't know where Becky is. Oh, we see Becky. She's out in the crowd. And she stops and she points. And here comes John Moxley right beside her. Her Becky Lynch's husband, Seth Rollins, and John Moxley have not always seen eye to eye, but there is respect between champions tonight as Becky Lynch and John Moxley quickly make their way out to the ring. A lot of comparisons could kind of be drawn between the two of them, sort of having the same demeanor about each other, not really taking crap from anybody. Both competitors get into the ring. And Regal says, now, we aren't going to have any back and forth because I'm not letting anything happen tonight. So let's just sign the contracts and walk away like sophisticated men and women. Bailey reaches over and signs the contract before sliding it over to Becky. Punk does the same, signs it, slides it over to, to Moxley. Becky kind of looks around before smiling, and, and then she signs the contract. Moxley doesn't take his eyes off of Punk, though. He just kind of stares at him before signing the contract. He finally signs it. Regal has the microphone and says, well, now that wasn't so hard. Thank you for participating. And Moxley snatches the mic from Regal. It says, Regal, I understand that this is your job, but we all know what's about to happen here. <laughs> so, Regal, this is your warning, because I'm going to rip this man limb from, and he flips the table, and he hits CM Punk in the face with it before leaping over onto him. Both men are throwing punches back and forth. Becky Lynch and Bailey are just kind of watching before they kind of just go, Screw it. And they jump at each other and start fighting back and forth, hockey style in the middle of the ring. Security doesn't really know who to go after at this point, but they finally get into the ring. They separate all four competitors into separate corners. Regal is in the middle of the ring yelling at all four of them, but Punk finally breaks free and leaps into the crowd holding, holding Moxley as Becky escapes and goes after Bailey. The four of the, the four competitors end up outside of the ring, still brawling all over the place. Uh, Becky and Bailey are now brawling in the crowd. P uh, Punk and Moxley are ringside beating each other up. 
As the locker room finally empties, some going after the two men while the other are going after Becky and Bailey. They finally get everyone separated, but it's not long before Moxley breaks free this time and goes after Punk. We are having a massive brawl here to start off Mayhem. The women are now on the stage. Becky breaks free and hits a running cross body, sending both ladies flying off the stage, crashing into our technical area. Everything has gone black here as we cut to a commercial break. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> We come back from a commercial break, uh, and ever, the, the medical personnel are out here checking on Becky and Bailey. And we cut backstage to see Regal marching CM Punk and Moxley out of the arena, keeping themselves away, uh, keeping each other away. He finally throws his hands up, saying, "Well, that could have been worse." And we cut back to the ring, while, uh, where, which is filled with uh, different tag teams. We have the New Day, the Young Bucks, the Good Brothers, the Street Profits. And the form, uh, the new formed Swerve in Our Glory are in the ring, ready to challenge, uh, to go for a battle royal to challenge for the tag titles. The bell is about to ring. Wait a minute. We haven't seen this tag team since Warzone, since everything that happened with Revision. FTR is making their way, their surprise return here today, making their way out to the ring. They said that there's not going to be a championship opportunity without them in it. You got that right. They got into the ring. The bell rings, and immediately the Prophets and Swerving Our Glory just go after each other. After all of the stuff between the Hurt Business and them, the two teams begin to uh, the two teams begin to beat on each other as the, everybody starts to go after one another. The Good Brothers and the Young Bucks go after the New Day and FCR. Both teams helping each other out with the beatdown. Nick Jackson is holding Kofi for Gallows to hit him with a big boot, but Kofi dodges out of the way, making Nick eat the big boot, going over the top rope and being eliminated. There is miscommunication. Nick Jackson has been eliminated. Matt climbs into the face of Gallows, but uh, who is making his case for the mistake. But from behind, Wood shoves Matt into Gallows, knocking heads. Keith Lee comes barreling in and pushes him, uh, Adam Cole style, sending Matt Jackson over the top rope to the floor. The Young Bucks have been eliminated from this match as we cut to commercial break. Wow. During the break, we saw that Montez Ford and Dax Hardwood both were eliminated. Uh, and we come back to see that Keith Lee is in trouble, about to be eliminated by Gallows. Swerve kicks uh, kicks the back of Gallows' knee. But when he goes to uh, kick the back of his head, Gallows moves, making Swerve hit the knee of Keith Lee. From the outside, Bobby Lashley has jumped the barricade, lifts Keith Lee up, and power bombs him through the announce table, eliminating Keith Lee. Swerve, obviously mad, is staring uh, at Bobby Lashley, he goes for a suicide dive through the middle ropes. He does not eliminate himself. Uh, but Lashley catches him in a hurt lock in the middle of the air. He just catches him in the hurt lock. Swerve is passing out. Lashley rolls him back into the ring to dock into, immediately throws him over the top rope, eliminating him. Swerve in our glory has been eliminated. Dawkins is looking at, at Lashley, smiling, but from behind, Cash jumps him or dumps him to the apron, shoots off the ropes, and hits a drop kick, eliminating Dawkins and the Street Profits. Cash turns around into a magic killer from the Good Brothers, dumping him over the top rope and eliminating FTR. We are now down to two teams, the New Day versus the Good Brothers, for a chance to fight the bar later tonight. Gallows tries to hit Kofi, but Kofi dodges it and takes him out with a trouble in paradise. Carl Anderson hits a rocket kick on, on Xavier Woods, knocking him loopy. Carl turns around and eats another trouble in paradise from Kofi. Uh, Kofi finally gets Woods up. 
And the two men tried to uh, get Gallows out, uh, eliminate him by trying to throw him over the top rope. But Gallows breaks free, sends both men to the apron over the top rope. He goes for the big boot, but Kofi and Woods drop the the top rope, eliminating Luke Gallows from this match. It is now the New Day versus Carl Anderson. And Carl tries to take the, the fight to him early. But it's two against one. It's too much for Anderson as the New Day hits Carl with the up, up, down, down. They go to eliminate him, but Carl is somehow able to block. He hits Kofi with a rocket kick. Woods uh, Woods gets sent to the apron, and Gallows grabs his ankle and pulls him down to the floor, eliminating Xavier Woods and sends him crashing through the barricade. Kofi is distracted as Anderson drop kicks him out of the ring to the floor. The Good Brothers get the big win and will face the bar later tonight for the Tag Team Championships, and all of the Bullet Club is out there. They are celebrating in the ring with the Good Brothers. Wow. And we cut backstage. We see John Cena making his way to the ring. His open challenge is next. I forgot to put the Good Brothers music in there. It was supposed to play, but it did not. That's fine. It's That's fine. Um, <laughs> we come back from commercial break, and backstage we see Triple H walking into the arena, who is instantly met by an official who says, Mr. Regal wants to speak to you immediately. And um, Triple H says, you can tell Mr. Regal that I'll see him when I choose to see him. And the, secu- and the official says, well... Mr. Regal informed me that if you don't go to his office immediately, not only will the match at Let's Rumble be canceled, but you will be fired from the entire PBWF. Uh-oh. No mayhem, no revolution. <laughs> the game will be over. <laughs> A furious Triple H is just staring past the camera as we cut back to the ring. And here comes the 16-time world champion, John Cena, who is looking to get more momentum heading into Let's Rumble as he is the only man to declare for the Rumble match this upcoming week. So we don't know how many other people. We know there are going to be 30 participants. We don't know who they will be joining John Cena as he gets in the ring. He is waiting for his opponent. Wait a minute. A WrestleMania rematch for the ages as Miro has opened or has answered the open challenge set by John Cena. And for the first time on Mayhem, we see a look on Cena's face that tells that he might be a little out of his league in this match. He is looking a little nervous for the first time as Miro gets into the ring and is standing face to face with John Cena. The bell rings. And Miro and Cena actually shake hands in the middle of the ring. But then Miro locks in the headlock and immediately puts Cena down to one knee. He is wrenching really hard on it. Cena is building himself up, finally shoots Miro off the ropes, but Miro drops him with a shoulder block, and Cena rolls out of the ring trying to gain momentum. Miro stays on the attack quick uh, and sends Cena face first into the ring post, followed by a Uranagi on the apron. Miro breaks the count, rolls back out of the ring, sends Cena flying shoulder first into the still steps. Cena is barely pulling himself up, but Miro is back on the apron and drops Cena with a rolling senton to the floor. Can Cena get back in it as we cut to commercial break? We come back from break, and Miro is still in control, holding Cena in a rest hold in the ring. Finally, Cena gets back up, shoots Miro off the ropes, and he starts his comeback. Shoulder tackle. Another shoulder tackle. 
Samiro goes to the punch. Cena dodges, drops Samiro on his back. He goes for the five knuckle shuffle and he hits it successfully. He goes for the attitude adjustment and is actually able to hit the attitude adjustment. He covers him one. Miro kicks out a one. Cena is completely shocked that he kicked out so quick. And Miro is sitting up kind of like the Undertaker and is just staring a hole at Cena. He is not going to let one attitude adjustment beat him here tonight. Cena goes for another AA, but Miro escapes and hits a German suplex on Cena uh, and directly into another huge super kick from Miro. He goes to apply the game over, but Cena is able to escape and applies the STF onto Miro. Miro is in a bad way in the middle of the ring, but he finally breaks free from the hold. He deadlifts Cena into a German suplex and then hits a huge power bomb, covers him one, two, Cena kicks out. Miro climbs to the top rope, goes for a crossbody, but Cena catches it, rolls through, plants him with another attitude adjustment. He covers him one, two, Miro kicks out again. Cena cannot believe it. Uh, Cena goes for a third AA, but uh, Miro escapes, hits a super kick to the back of Cena's head, bouncing him off the ropes, and Miro drops him with a third super kick. He covers him. One, two, three. Miro gets the huge win over John Cena. John Cena's first loss in PBWF Mayhem. This has got to propel Miro into main event level status here on Mayhem. Cena is pulling himself up to his feet. He's standing face-to-face with Miro. And he shakes his hand, and he holds Miro's hand up in victory. Miro is celebrating. We cannot believe that that happened tonight, but Miro has defeated John Cena. And we wow. cut backstage, and we see a split screen of the bar and the Good Brothers walking to the ring. The tag team championships are on the line next. Hmm. <coughs> What segment is this? Six. Okay. How much time do I have? You're good. You got... Oh, yeah. We're good. Uh, we cut back from commercial break. Bullet Club. And here comes the good brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, whatever you want to call him. He is making his way to the ring. No other members of Bullet Club are with him tonight. Or with them tonight, it is just the Good Brothers. But we know that the Bullet Club is always lurking around somewhere in the shadows. This song always takes a minute. To play. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and here comes the tag team champions, the Bar. The first defense for the Bar since winning the titles at Warzone. Yeah, we. Yeah, it takes forever. Uh, we get the, the <laughs> finally get into the ring. The bell rings. Um, sorry. The bell rings, and Carl Anderson and Cesaro are the legal men. Anderson and Cesaro lock up, and Cesaro quickly gets the advantage, shoots Anderson off the ropes, and meets him with an uppercut, sending him flying into the corner. Gallows tags himself in and is standing face to face with Cesaro. Gallows rocks Cesaro with a huge punch, followed by a throat punch, knocking Cesaro to his knee. He grabs Cesaro, sends him flying into the corner, tags in Anderson, and the two men just start to put the boots to Cesaro in the corner. Before Gallows leaves, though, he hits a huge big boot onto Sheamus, knocking him off the apron. Anderson begins to throw uh, forearms on Cesaro as he's laying on the ground before jumping up and landing straight on Cesaro's ankle. Uh, Sheamus slides back into the ring, but is quickly met with a drop kick from Anderson. Carl turns around into a huge uppercut, sending Anderson bouncing off the ropes. Cesaro catches him and begins to hit, Cesaro, hit the Cesaro swing. He is swinging Anderson around. 
He gets to 10 before Gallows is in the ring, but Gallows gets met with a huge bicycle knee from Sheamus, rocking Gallows to the apron. Cesaro continues to swing Anderson as Sheamus hits the 10 beats on the apron. Cesaro swings, Cesaro swings Anderson to the outside of the ring, and Gallows hits the floor at the same time on the same area. Cesaro shoots off the ropes, hits a huge suicide dive as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and Anderson and Sheamus are now the legal men. Uh, and Sheamus is in complete control. As the match goes on, Sheamus and Cesaro continue to have the advantage and continue to control the match. Cesaro tags himself in, goes for the uh, Ricola, but Gallows is in and puts a, it hits a huge big boot to Cesaro. Sheamus begins to hit Gallows with some forearms, but turns around into a huge cutter from Anderson. Gallows tags in, and the Good Brothers hit the boot of doom. They cover Cesaro one Two, but Walter and Wade Barrett are here and they pull Cesaro out of mm. the ring. Gallows and Anderson are livid in the ring, but from behind, Walter and Barrett, the Bucks are here and they hit stereo super kicks on the two men. Cesaro slides back into the ring and eats a huge magic killer, covers them. One, two, Sheamus is in to break up the pin at the last second. Wow. Anderson goes for the rocket kick, but in midair, Sheamus hits a bro kick out of nowhere. Gallows hits a super kick of his own on Sheamus, knocking him out of the ring. Gallows turns around and eats a massive uppercut from Cesaro, but the ref is distracted by the Bucks and the Knights brawling on the outside. While in the ring, Jay White slides in the ring and hits the Blade Runner on Cesaro. Gallows crawls over, covers Cesaro. One, two, three, and new PBWF Tag Team Champions. The Good Brothers have defeated the bar here tonight, and they are your new Tag Team Champions champions thanks to the help of the rest of bullet club and bullet club finn bow and the rest of bullet club join the two men the two teams in the ring to celebrate and the knights of wrestling just stare a hole through them as we cut backstage we see triple h leaving regal's office kind of like a dog with his tail tucked between his legs but the game is making his way to the ring we will hear from triple h next yes we come back from commercial break. And here comes the game, Triple H making his way to the ring. And we have learned just now that Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe are not here tonight. So it is just Triple H by himself. Hopefully we can find out some answers about the man that attacked Seth Rollins last week in the mask and in the hoodie. Maybe Triple H was in cahoots with him. Maybe he wasn't, but we are going to hear from the game right now. Triple H has a microphone and he says, well, in his brilliance, Mr. Regal asked me to come out here and to clear the air around what happened last week with Seth Rollins. I can truly say from the bottom of my heart, I had nothing to do with that attack last week. Yes, I know the masked man hit, uh, man hit my finisher, but I honestly mean it. However, while I had nothing to do with it, I loved every second of it. Watching the worthless dog be being brutally attacked after running his mouth, I got to tell you, it was sweet to watch but not nearly as sweet as it will be next week, watching Kevin Owens prove once and for all that he is miles and miles ahead of Rollins. So, Seth, I know you aren't here tonight, but I know you are watching. You have run your mouth for the last time, 
and next week, you are going to learn that I play this game better than everyone else. Mm. Strong words from the game Triple H. And Michael Cole on commentary says, Pat, do we really believe that he had nothing to do with that last week? And Pat McAfee goes, look, man, I'm just the commentator. I'm not putting my nose in anybody's business except MJF's. And we cut backstage, and we see Kenny Omega walking to the ring as well as Finn Balor hanging out with the rest of Bullet Club who are banned from ringside in tonight's main event, which will take place next. Mm. <clears throat> How much time do I have? You got 10 minutes. Okay. We come back from a break, and all of a sudden the screen starts to turn to static. And we are picking up on another vignette. In between the static, you can see the lifeless body of the fiend, which seems to be smiling, but is still laying there lifeless. And all of a sudden, a distorted voice speaks over the images. It says, you thought he was the evil. And images of the fiend attacking Lesnar and Malachi Black and his first debut in WWE. You thought he was in charge? He was merely a servant sent to pave the way for true evil. True destruction. You thought you know everything, but you only know what you've been shown. But don't worry. The truth will be revealed in time. The following is coming. And soon, the world will burn. And an evil, distorted laugh is playing and playing before it finally cuts out and we cut back to commentary. Hmm. And we cut back to commentary. Michael Cole says, well, while we recover, let's take a look at the card for Let's Rumble next week. The PBWF Mayhem World Championship is on the line as champion John Moxley defends against CM Punk. Becky Lynch is defending her PBWF Women's World Championship against the hungry Bailey. Seth Rollins is looking to get his revenge on Triple H as he goes one-on-one -on -one with Kevin Owens and the main event... 30 participants will fight it out for the chance to challenge for a world championship at the end of the line. But right now, a rivalry that has been heating up, Kenny Omega faces Finn Balor in a no disqualification match. And Finn Balor is making his way to the ring. Remember, no Bullet Club is allowed to be out here tonight. If they are, they are fired from the PBWF Mayhem. They are stripped of their championships, and they may not even be allowed to go to Revolution. They are making their way out. He's making his way out to the ring. And Kenny Omega is making his way out. He is making a beeline to the ring. He rolls into the ring. The bell rings, and both men are standing there face-to-face -face in the middle of the ring. Finn, while laughing, throws up the two sweet to Kenny. Kenny just kind of looks at it last before rocking Finn with a forearm, followed by a V-trigger. Finn is staggered out of the ring. Kenny shoots off the ropes and hits a huge tope suicida, taking out Finn Balor. Kenny looks under the ring and pulls out a kendo stick. Finn is slowly backing away up the ramp, begging Kenny, but as Kenny, as Omega gets closer, Finn kicks the knee out from underneath him and dropping Omega with a huge DDT on the ramp. Finn takes the kendo stick and breaks it over the back of Kenny. Can Kenny get back in this match? We will find out as we cut to commercial break. 
We come back from break, and Finn has Kenny laying on a table in the middle of the ring, and Michael Cole is screaming, Kenny is in the drop zone, but Kenny <laughs> leaps to the top rope from the table and plants Finn with a falcon arrow through the table. He covers them one, two, Finn kicks out the last second. Kenny rolls back out of the ring, goes under the ring, and he pulls out a little black bag, which he tosses in the ring, as well as a broom covered in barbed wire. Kenny is back, getting back in the ring as Finn Balor nails Kenny with a sling blade from out of nowhere. Finn grabs the black bag and dumps out the content inside. It's a mix of thumbtacks and broken glass. Uh, Finn sets up for the 1916, but Kenny breaks free, rolling out of the ring. Finn goes for a suicide dive, but gets met with a V-trigger in midair. Who will take the advantage as we take our last commercial break? Just under six minutes. Okay. We come back from break, and Kenny and Finn are trading shots back and forth on the top rope. Both men have been busted open from that barbed wire broom. If They've taken turns beating each other with it, basically. Um, a table has been set up over the tacks and the glass. Finn has Kenny set up for the 1916 from the top rope, but Kenny blocks it. He lifts him up for a powerbomb, but Finn reverses it into a Hurricane Rana, but Kenny lands on his feet just missing the table, and Finn misses the table as well. Finn isn't paying attention when he turns around and eats a V-trigger. I'm sorry, he hits a V-trigger to the back of Finn's head. Kenny lifts him up for the one-winged angel, but Finn turns it into a Poison Rana, followed by the 1916, covers him one, two, Kenny kicks out. Finn is slowly climbing to the top rope. He looks like he's going for that coup de gras, but Kenny kips, kips up out of nowhere and positions Finn for the one-winged angel. He plants Finn with the one-winged angel through the table and onto the tacks and broken glass from the top rope. Kenny drags Finn through to make it even worse. He covers him one, two, three. Kenny Omega gets a huge win over Finn Balor tonight. And Finn and Kenny Omega is celebrating in the ring. But from the crowd, CM Punk and John Moxley are brawling through the crowd. They're out here at ringside. Regal is trying to get out here with security. Moxley grabs some of the tacks and broken glass and throws it at Punk. It hits him in the face. Punk is bleeding now. They are brawling all over the place. It is absolutely mayhem. Who will walk away with the title? Who will win the right to face the champion at the end of the line? Join us next week for Let's Rumble. Wow. <laughs> Wow, of course, mayhem at the end. Always. Always. Very good show. Thank um, so I'm trying to cue up mine real quick. Okay. Um, by the way, I now need a mixed tag match with John Moxley and Becky Lynch. <laughs> like, after that, I'm like, okay, I need that, like, ASAP. I thought about... Um, I thought about turning that contract segment into a mixed tag match. Yeah. But I was like, I don't want the, I don't like when challengers and champions face each other before the pay-per-view. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I want the first time they like the bell rings and they're in the ring together to be, be the for the time. championship at the pay-per-view. That so. may, that makes sense, but man, <laughs> it might, it might happen one day. That would have been cool. That would have been maybe if cool. Seth Rollins was still heel, it would be Becky and John versus Seth and somebody else. That, that would be, be interesting. interesting. <laughs> that would be very interesting. Um, that's, that's a cool dynamic. Um, are the Good Brothers the first people to win a title on both brands? Uh, the only other people that's been traded is Cody, Brian. Yeah. They haven't won. AJ won the IC on yours, but he hasn't yep. won anything he hasn't on mine. He on yours. I think so. Wow. The Good Brothers. The, the first, first Grand Slam champions. The first Grand Slam <laughs> champions. 
They've been IWGP Tag Team Champions. They've been Impact Champions. WWE Tag Raw Champs. Tag, yep. uh, they've been Revolution Champs. Yep. And, I mean, yeah. just yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. They're My kings goodness. of the world. Greatest tag team of all time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good show, man. Thank really you. enjoyed it. Um, man, I assume a big push is coming for Miro after that win. He might okay. He he might he might be fighting for the championship soon. He might be doing something soon. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh pretty excited about that. That was very cool. <laughs> very, very good. All right. If WWE is not gonna revenge his loss at WrestleMania 31, I will <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We got 30 minutes on the clock here for the revolution side. Um let's see here. All right. For the third week in a row, no opening package. <laughs> we open to a black carpet in the ring, low lighting, flowers, and a portrait of our general manager. <laughs> and standing in the ring is Matt Cardona, <laughs> Brian Myers, Smart Mark Sterling, and Chelsea Green, all wearing suits. Chelsea has a mic and she says, Dearly beloved, we are the gathered here tonight to put to rest. A man who, and Cardona stops her. He has a mic and he says, you know, Austin was a hero of mine. I wanted things to end on good terms with him, but he screwed me out of my title. And I I just don't know what happened to me last week. I just snapped and, and I somewhat regret it. Oh, wait. On second thought, no, I don't. Austin, you're the worst excuse for a general manager this business has ever seen. And I only wish that I would have taken you out of the picture sooner. What? What is that? Oh my gosh. It's a monster oh truck! That's Steve Austin in the parking lot in a monster truck! What is he doing? Is he. Here he comes! He's driving the monster oh truck oh into the arena! Steve Austin is coming to the arena in a monster truck! What is this? Oh my god. The major players are hightailing it out of here! Steve Austin grabs the microphone and he says, guess what, son? The rattlesnake is back. You might be running now, but as the GM of this brand, I'm making the match official for the pay-per-view. Matt Cardona, you're going one-on-one -on -one with the toughest SOB this business has ever seen. That's right. One-on-one -on -one with Stone oh Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. My goodness, what an announcement. Our general manager is going to get in the ring at the pay-per-view to go one-on-one -on -one with Matt Cardona. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have to take a commercial break. My goodness. Coming up next is the highly anticipated one-on-one -on -one showdown between Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Amazing. We are back at Kayla Braxton has caught up with Steve Austin in the back and she asked what went into his decision to challenge Matt Cardona to a match. Austin says, first of all, it's not a challenge, it's a demand. Matt Cardona, per his contract, is required to show up at the pay-per-view and face me. And it's not a match. It's a fight. And if Cardona thinks he can jump me when I don't expect it and take me out, eh, eh, not going to happen. Kayla also asked Steve about some other things that have transpired while he was gone last week, and Austin says he's still looking into those things, and he will release a final card for the pay-per-view later tonight. We cut back to the ring. It is time for some singles action. Well, 
Well, we thought it was going to be singles action, but Bobby Roode is apparently being accompanied by not only his tag team partner, James Storm, but the entire Aces and Eights group, including, for the first time, there's Tommaso Ciampa. We still need some clarity on that, but Bully has a microphone, so I guess this match is going to have to wait. Bully says, well, there's been a lot of talk recently about the best faction out there. So I got news for all the boys in the back and all those cowards on Mayhem. We're right here. Let's go. Step on up. Yeah, just like we thought. Nobody. Anyway, on to the matter at hand. I told you all a long time ago and last week was just the first step. Because right here, you are looking at the next Revolution World Heavyweight Champion, Tommaso Ciampa. And after he finally got rid of that deadweight Johnny Gargano, he is well on his way to becoming the greatest ever. And Adam Cole, you know, I heard that your your boys back there, Fish and O'Reilly, they were complaining about not getting a shot at the tag belts. Well, how about tonight? You give yourself a little tune-up before the pay-per-view, since you don't like to wrestle anymore now that you're the champ. And if you undisputed era guys are still on good terms, because none of us can keep up with that anymore, (laughs) how about you three team up tonight to face the tag champs and Killer Cross in the main event? And speaking of dead weight, Dolph Ziggler. I swear, man, that man is like the cockroach that you just cannot get rid of. Oh, here he comes. Dolph Ziggler, that didn't take long. He is ready to get this one going. He makes his way to the ring. The aces and eights are making their way to the outside. I guess we're finally going to get this match when we come back from commercial break. We are back. Bell sounds. This is underway. Very fast-paced, technically sound matchup here between Root and Ziggler. Ziggler shoots Rude off the ropes, goes for a super kick. Rude holds onto the ropes, drops down, and rolls to the outside. Ziggler hits the ropes, going for the suicide dive, but Rude meets him with a huge right hand, knocking Ziggler back into the ring. Rude to the top rope, diving clothesline right on the money. First cover of the match is only a one count. Rude picks Dolph up, shoots him to the buckle, follows him in, hits a clothesline. Rude keeps him hooked. Looks like he's going for a bulldog here, but Ziggler launches him into the other corner, crotches Rude on the middle turnbuckle. Dolph follows it up with a backstabber. Ziggler hits the jumping elbow drop, and he follows it up with another one, and another, and another, and he keeps going. We haven't seen this from Dolph in a long time. Now Dolph heads to the top rope. Big splash off the top, but nobody's home. Bobby Roode gets to his feet. Looks like he's setting up for that glorious DDT. Hooks off, but Ziggler gets loose. Goes behind. Zigzag. The cover. One, two. Foot on the... Wait a minute. The foot's on the rope, but James Storm, he put Roode's foot on the rope. Ziggler is irate. He's trying to tell the referee what happened. The ref didn't see anything, though. Storm pulls Roode out of the ring. They're trying to regroup as we take another commercial break. We come back from break. Bobby Roode is in full control of this match. He's just been wearing Dolph down through the commercial break. Ziggler's trying to make a comeback. A couple of shots off the ropes, going for a diving clothesline, but he's caught. Spine buster, reminiscent of the great double A with that spine buster. Ziggler struggles to his feet. Roode to the second buckle. Comes off. Blockbuster by Bobby Roode. Now he's setting up for that glorious DDT again. Grabs Dolph. Dolph's fighting out again. He backs Rude into the ropes. Referee has to break it. A surprisingly clean break between these two. Rude charges in for the clothesline. Ziggler ducks. Super kick. That's got to be it. The cover, the count. Wait, 
Wait, there's no count. Wait, James Storm is up on the apron. He's distracting the referee. And and Bully Ray jumps in the ring. The leader of the Aces and Eights, he grabs Dolph from behind. Bubba Bomb. He rolls Root over. One, two, three. Bobby Roode, what a way to steal one here. Ziggler had the match won. The numbers were just too much for him to handle. They get in the ring to celebrate as we get ready to head to commercial. Corey Graves interrupts. He says, wait, guys in the truck, put the camera on me right now. Look, I've had no problems with anyone on the other show since we started this, but Pat (laughs) McAfee, I respect your work. I respect all you've done in and out of the ring, but hear me now. You better leave my wife's name out of this. You've got no business calling her out, calling her a loser, when she is the most beautiful woman on the earth. Now, Tom, we can head to commercial break. We are back. (laughs) We are back, and we open to a shot in the parking lot, and a limousine pulls up and out steps. The Miz, looking as dashing as ever, clean-cut, custom-made suit. The old Miz is back, but he stops, turns around, and reaches out his hand. Maurice is here. The It Couple is here on Revolution. We cut back to the ring for our next matchup. And generally, this guy's riding the coattails of Matt Cardona, which we saw earlier tonight. But he's getting a singles match here. The most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. Wrestling has more than one royal family. But he is facing the man who's going to challenge Sting at the pay-per-view next week, trying to get a little tune-up under his belt, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. As we pause. This is, this is why we can't have an opening That's what package. I say. <laughs> this is why we can't have a package. Cody Rhodes. All right. <laughs> Bell sounds. The two men shake hands. Nice show of respect here. This one is underway. Very technically sound match to begin here. Both men just trying to get their bearings here. Wait a minute. The lights are starting to flicker. Lights go out. Quickly back on. Myers and Cody look around. Not sure what to make of that, but they they continue to exchange holds. Doesn't look like anything has changed. Cody shoots Myers off the ropes, goes for a clothesline, misses. Myers going for the roster cut. He misses as well, gets caught. Deep arm drag by Cody. And another one, but this time he holds on with the arm bar. Myers fights to his feet. Cody off the ropes, shoulder tackle. Drop down, Myers with a leapfrog. Myers lowers his head for a back body drop, but Cody down on his back, uppercut to Brian Myers. Brian staggers around. Cody, springboard, disaster kick. Brian rolls to the outside, trying to catch his breath. Cody hits the ropes. Looks like he's going... What? What is this? There are the the lights again. What? The lights go out again. They come back on. Brian and Cody are looking around again. The crowd starts buzzing. Cody looks up. They're staying in the rafters, looking down on Cody Rhodes. What is going on here? The mind game is being played by the Stinger. 
we will get the meaning of this, hopefully, when we return from commercial break. <laughs> We're back here at the tail end of this match. Sting is still hanging out in the rafters, watching over this one. It's really throwing Cody off. Brian Myers has gained the advantage. He's in the corner, setting up for a spear, charges in, but Cody kicked to the head, and then a jab, 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 rolls it up and hits the bionic elbow. Brian Myers staggers to his feet. Cody goes to the turnbuckle, scales it, going for the Cody cutter, but Brian catches him, picks him up for a back suplex, but he plants him face first on the mat. Brian heads to the top rope. He's seeking elbow from the top to cover the count. One, two, kick out by Cody just barely. Brian Myers is getting frustrated here. He gets up. He measures Cody. It looks like it's roster cut time. Cody's up. Here comes Brian. But Cody grabs his arm, spins him around, hooks him. Crossroads. Cody keeps him hooked. Hits another crossroads. And, of course, he hooks him again. He's going for that third crossroads. There go the lot. What is going on here? Cody keeps Myers hooked. He turns towards Sting. Lights go out again. The lights come back on. Sting is gone. Cody, Cody just throws his hands up, doesn't know what to think, turns around. Brian Myers going for the roster cut. Cody Duggs hooks him crossroads. One, two, three. Cody Rhodes, despite the distractions, gets a win here ahead of his match with Sting coming up at Living on the Edge next week. But right now, you see the shot there in the bag. The Miz is headed to the ring. We will hear from him next. We are back here and we see a shot backstage of Cody walking around and he stops. He sees a man with long hair and a black trench coat and he says, hey, hey. He starts power walking and he yells, Sting, what was that? I thought we had a gentleman's agreement. He grabs him by the shoulder and spins him around. But you can tell this person's wearing a mask and you hear, Bro, oh my god, and he takes off the mask. It's Matt Riddle. Cody says, Matt, what are you doing? Did he put you up to this? Riddle says, Nah, bro, this is my Halloween costume. You like it? Cody says, Matt, Halloween was like a month ago, bro. Come on. He turns around, he walks away. Riddle looks dejected. Oh. Well, that, well, okay, cool, bro. Hey, do you like my costume? Seriously, though, you thought it was him, right? Riddle walks out of frame as we cut to the ring. He's the newer truth, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Awesome! I came to the And here comes the Miz. He looks fantastic, I will say. A suit that is clearly tailor-made, dressed to the nines. The A-lister is back, ladies and gentlemen. And he's got his lovely wife, Maurice, who doesn't look too thrilled to be here, though. But we'll see what the Miz has to say. Miz says, ladies and gentlemen of revolution, today is a great day. I've got a suit that costs more than the income of every person in this redneck town combined. And a suit goes a long way and making you feel good. But what's better than looking good and feeling good is knowing that my wife is right here. Now, I haven't told her exactly what's going on yet, but but Maurice, you, you got to trust me. Because I've got my wife back. I've got my mojo back. And it's all thanks to one phone call. You see, last week, I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure what to do with myself. 
Corbin and Archer had quit. My wife had given up on me, and I was in a bad way. But that one phone call opened my eyes and showed me the light. I'm so thankful for that phone call because not only did it come from someone who I look up to, but it seems like he knew exactly what I was going through. It's like, it's like he had been through what I have been through, and he's come out okay. And he's offered to come here and to guide me on the path back to the world championship. So right now, I want to introduce to you my mentor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. The 16-time <laughs> world heavyweight champion Rick Flair is here on Revolution. Oh, my gosh. He gets in the ring and he hugs the Miz. Rick Flair has aligned himself with the Miz. Because it went so well the first time. Flair has I a love mi- it. Flair has a microphone. Wait a minute. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Before he can even speak, this Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Jeff Jarrett makes his way out. He's got a microphone. And he says, Rick Flair, you couldn't just stay gone, could you? You couldn't be satisfied that you got to go out on top. Sure, I'm the man. I'll admit you knocked me out and you pinned my shoulders to the mat in your glorified last match. But you couldn't just let it in there. You had to show up here where you don't belong because you're an ego maniac. And the Miz jumps Jeff Jarrett. He starts pounding away on him. Jeff tries to get up, tries to fight back, but Miz grabs him. He goes for the skull-crushing finale, but Jeff rolls out of the ring. He gets out of harm's way. Miz grabs the mic and he says, Jeff, you don't talk to the greatest of all time that way. This is the man that's going to help me get back on track. That's going to start at the pay-per-view next week when I beat you. I will see you there. Wow. The Miz laying down the challenge for the pay-per-view. What a turn of events. Rick Flair's here. Jeff Jarrett's back. We'll sort this out on the other side of this commercial break. Has Jeff Jarrett wrestled in every pay-per-view so far? One, two, yes, he uh, has. Wow. Th- this, that was not on my bingo card. <laughs> this will be Jeff Jarrett wrestling at every pay-per-view. All right, segment eight. We are back, and it is time to run down the card for next week's pay-per-view, Live It on the Edge. We have just been informed by our general manager that The Miz and Jeff Jarrett is official for the pay-per-view. Speaking of our general manager, Stone Cold Steve Austin will compete in a one-on-one match for the first time ever here on Revolution against Matt Cardona. We will also see in one-on-one action Sting taking on Cody Rhodes. The Intercontinental title will be on the line as Edge will challenge Andrade. The Women's Championship defended in a triple threat match. Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair will look to take the title from Dr. Brett Baker. Tag titles will be on the line. Santana and Ortiz will defend against Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. And in the main event, for the World Heavyweight Championship, Adam Cole defends against Tommaso Ciampa. 
Speaking of the women's championship, here comes one of the challengers for some tag team action. The queen, Charlotte Flair, making her way out to the ring. And her tag team partner, yes, you heard me right, is one of her opponents for the pay-per-view on Sunday, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Our general manager, Steve Austin, decided that since these ladies couldn't keep their nose out of Britt Baker's business last week, they're going to have to try to coexist this week. We'll find out how well that goes after this commercial break. Swig a Mountain Dew. <laughs> All right, segment nine. During the break, Candice LeRae and Alexa Bliss have made their entrance. Bell sounds in this tag match is under. Hold on a minute. Doesn't like we're going to get very far. Britt Baker and Chelsea Green have made their way out. They want a closer look at this. And, of course, here comes security right behind them to try to keep them off. But they tell security just to stay right there. They grab two chairs. They sit on the ramp. They say they just want to watch. Well, okay. Well, Charlotte and Alexa are legal to begin. Of course, they're distracted, but here we go. Alexa spins Charlotte around, kick to the gut, flips Charlotte over, code red by Alexa Bliss. The cover, one, two, kick out. Alexa picks up Charlotte, going for the DDT, but Charlotte powers out, hits Alexa with a big boot. You can see Britt and Chelsea, they're sarcastically just clapping and cheering for Charlotte. Charlotte, of course, is distracted by this, but Shayna Baszler tags herself in. Shayna and Charlotte, they, they start to argue, but by that time, Alexa has recovered. She's made a tag to Candace. They're both in. Double drop kick on Shayna and Charlotte. Takes them to the outside. Shayna gets Shayna, uh, sorry, Candace gets Shayna back in the ring. Hits her with a code breaker. Candace to the top rope. Shayna's getting up, going for the crossbody, but Shayna catches her. Exploder suplex. Shayna gets Candace up, gives her another exploder suplex. Immediately, she turns to Britt and Chelsea, who are still applauding sarcastically. Shayna gets out of the ring. Her and Charlotte start heading up the ramp towards Britt and Chelsea, but security is still between them. They turn around in time. Alexa and Candace off the top turnbuckles. Huge dives taking out Charlotte and Shayna. The crowd is going crazy. They look at each other. They shrug their shoulders. They make it past security, and they start wailing away on Britt and Chelsea. Looks like they want a piece of the action, too. It's not long. Charlotte and Shayna get involved. The ref, of course, throws this one out. It is mayhem here on Revolution in the women's division. We have to sort this out, take a commercial break. We'll be back. Our main event is next. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, our main event. A six-man tag team match representing the Aces and Eights. It'll be the tag team champions Santana and Ortiz along with Killer Cross. And wouldn't you know it again, of course Scarlett's out here, but the Aces and Eights have all decided to show up again. Bully Ray, Taz, Storm, and Rude, who we saw earlier. And then, for the sake of time tonight, there's Tommaso Ciampa. He's got to get a bird's eye view, I guess, of the world champion heading ahead of the pay-per-view next week. Oh, man. Coming out together for the first time in a long time. It's a united front. Whether there's beef or not, here they are together 
Fish, O'Reilly and Adam Cole, the undisputed era. Poor Roddy. Poor Roddy, I know. All right, here we go. Bell sounds, and there's three of them, but again, the numbers are just too much. The aces and eights are surrounding the ring. The Scarlet's there. She's always a threat to get involved. We'll see how this thing plays out, though. Adam Cole and Santana are legal to kick this off. Series of technical exchanges. Adam Cole gets shot to the ropes, blind tagged by O'Reilly. Santana takes out Cole with a spinning heel kick, but he turns around. Spinning heel kick by Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly's starting with the mat game here, but Santana gets away. He tags in Killer Cross. Cross comes in and immediately he starts dominating O'Reilly, just Beal tossing him around the ring. He actually tosses O'Reilly into his corner. He encourages him to make the tag. He does. Here comes Bobby Fish. Same result. Cross is just overpowering Bobby Fish. And wouldn't you know it, he throws Bobby Fish to the corner and encourages him to make the tag. Back in is Adam Cole. Adam Cole and Killer Cross are face-to-face. Cole with a super kick to the knee, taking Cross down. Super kick to the face rocks him, but it does not get him to the map. Cole goes to pull the knee pad down for the last shot, but Scarlet is up on the apron on one side. Taz is up on the apron on the other side. Everybody just starts yelling at each other. The ref is trying to maintain control. We have to try and take our last commercial break. We are back and order has somewhat been restored. Ortiz and Bobby Fish are legal here, but Fish makes the hot tag to Adam Cole. Here comes the champ. Adam Cole hitting all those signature moves on Ortiz, so much so that Taz is back up on the apron, causing a distraction here. Wait a minute. What's this? It's a death triangle. Andrade, Penta, Ray Phoenix, and Zelina Vega? Zelina grabs the mic and says, well, obviously we came out here to get a closer look at the tag titles that we rightfully deserve. And also, we're here to just make sure the rest of you guys don't cause any more problems in this match. Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, we're not here to help you. We're just here to show the aces and eights that if you want to be a dominant faction, you need to do so the right way. The rest of the crew meet in the aisle, and of course the brawl ensues outside. The aces and eights (laughs) in the death triangle. Death Triangle somehow gets the advantage. They've taken out most of the aces and eights. You think you know me? Wait a minute. Here comes Edge and Christian. (laughs) Here they come. They take down the Death Triangle. Edge getting a shot at Andrade this uh, this upcoming week at the pay-per-view. They take out Death Triangle, but then the aces and eights recover. Edge and Christian go face-to-face with Bully Ray for the first time since the pay-per-view. And, of course, wouldn't you know it, the brawl ensues. Death Triangle recovers. It's a huge melee on the outside. Referees and security are trying to break it up. But back in the ring, Adam Cole still has the advantage on Ortiz. The main ref is slightly distracted, as you can imagine. Slowly from behind, Tommaso Ciampa creeps into the ring. But Adam Cole turns around and he sees him. When he does, Champa starts backing away. He gets out of the ring. Cole turns around. Super kick by Ortiz, taking down the champ. Ortiz to the top rope. Big splash, but Cole gets the foot up. Staggers Ortiz, follows it up with the last shot, the cover. He's staring down Champa with the one, two, three. The Undisputed Era are victorious. As they all three stare down Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa slowly backs through the crowd. 
The referees and security are trying to get these factions separated. Finally, they get them out of here. Adam Cole celebrates in the ring with Fish and O'Reilly. What a wild night here on Revolution. We will see you at the pay-per-view. Wow. A lot. Uh, Go home show, baby. Wow. I love the the Sting stuff with, with Cody. Big fan of that. And Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle. Poor Riddle. Um, <laughs> Austin driving the... the Monster truck was not expected. But I, I love that. Uh, yeah, great show, man. Really great show. Appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. It's very fun. A lot of fun. Miz and Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo! I thought at first, I mean, like I was so shocked for a second. I thought at first you said that Miz attacked Rick. Oh yeah, I got gotcha. Jared and Rick were, or Jared and Miz were. I got together, but together, I, I gotcha. then I was like, oh, he's beating up on Jeff. Okay, I was like, wow, that that turned quick. <laughs> Yes, Jeff Jarrett has now wrestled on every pay-per-view. I can't believe it myself. He's the new Undertaker. He's the new Undertaker. Except, I don't think he's won a pay-per-view match yet, has he? Uh, no. <laughs> no, because he lost to... Lost to Roman. Lost to Roman. Lost to Jericho. Mm-hmm. And the third pay-per-view, he lost in the gauntlet match. Yep. Yep. So, he has so. not won yet. We will see if his fortunes change. He's a reverse taker. He's a reverse taker. We'll see if those fortunes change next week as we present our pay-per-views. Month number four, man. We are making it towards the end. Yeah. It's fast approaching. It is. It is. But I'm I'm very excited. We have the end in sight now. Yep. And everything is starting to really come together. There are guys who are going to be, in, at least on my show, there are guys who are going to be in storylines in the last month. That I'm sort of saving. I'm sort yep. of like giving them a back seat for a minute, and then you know that'll start coming back up, and it'll be interesting. I think there have only been two guys on my two people on my roster that I have used every month this whole time. I would definitely have to go back and think about that. Jeff Jarrett's one of mine. Yeah, clearly. But I mean, like in like high profile feuds. Sure. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Seth Rollins has been in one from the beginning. Right. John Moxley has been in one from the beginning. I think you could argue on my roster that Matt Cardona has. Yeah, I would say Cardona. Um, I mean, Roman is nowhere to be found right now, but obviously Roman would. Right. Um, Even though he's not, he is. So it's it's kind of, it's, 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 it's. Get ready, yeah, ladies yeah, and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Just get ready. Yeah. Um, a strong feeling that the Tribal Chief might show back up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I haven't used Miro a lot. It's right. so like he's one of those guys that like first half I was letting everybody else and then this back half I'm like, yeah, let's give Miro a little. Oh yeah, you definitely have to book it. And we'll talk we're planning, full disclosure, we're planning on doing a, a just a recap of the first season of yep. PBWF episode and we're gonna talk about a lot of those things, a lot of booking decisions and all that kind of stuff, and you know, let you guys in on kind of what we have thought in this process and really how much it's changed our perspective as far as booking is concerned. Yeah. It's definitely been eye-opening, and mm-hmm. it's definitely, I won't say not as easy as it seems, but there's a lot more to think about than people realize. There is, and we don't have we don't have the problem of actually dealing with these people. Sure. <laughs> so like we have we have the luxury of like doing what we want, and Very they true. have to do it. So that part that part makes it a little easier, but right. it's That's not right as true. easy as everybody thinks it is to come up with fresh storylines that are interesting while also not 
hurting the people that you're beating at the same. Like it, right. it's a it's a thin it's a fine line to walk. It definitely is. That's for sure. So keep it tuned in. See where we go next. Make sure you follow us at BBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. As that is where you are going to get every episode of the PBWF. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.